My name is Emily, and you are listening to the Fill Your Cup podcast. This is a space that allows you to press pause on the hustle of life and relax into conversations that will awaken, inspire, and empower your mind, body, and soul. From health, wellness, self-mastery, ancient wisdoms, and all things in between, tune in each week for your dose of all the good vibes. So are you ready? Sit back, relax, and let's fill your cup. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fill Your Cup podcast. My name is Emily, and I am your host. I hope you guys are having an amazing day. I hope you are having a beautiful week. I hope you have been feeling all of the good vibes. If you have been feeling um, maybe a little lower vibe, maybe not so not so high vibe these, this past week, I am right there with you. The energy of this past full moon was very, very intense. So the week leading up to it, then we had the full moon, and then there's always lingering energy in the week after the moon. And so a full moon is there to shine light on all of the dark things that we are keeping dark from ourselves that we're keeping out of our awareness so kind of our shadow selves a lot of our ego stuff and so a full moon is there to shine light on it so that is why it can feel pretty intense and a lot of emotions and a lot of things up and down and everything and it can be really easy to get stuck in those emotions and in that heavy intense energy but it is really important to take the time for yourself to fill your cup back up, to take yourself out of any environment that feels heavy, that feels contracted, that feels stuck. Spend some time with yourself filling your cup back up so you can feel back into that love and that heart space and so that you can feel that expansion, surrender into that contraction so you can find your way to that expansion. Um, So yes, I wanted to share that because the energy has been cray cray, but I am so freaking excited to guys for, um, for today's episode. I, it is my first interview, first off, first interview of the Fill Your Cup podcast, and I am interviewing my girl, Shelby Coolzer. Shelby is a spiritual coach. She is a registered dietitian, a spiritual life coach, spiritual business coach. She helps women to step into their full purpose and release any blocks that are holding them back. Um, She's a coach. She hosts retreats. She has her own podcast, the Raise Your Vibration podcast. Please go check it out. She has her own mastermind group. She is just spreading all of her love and all of her light into the world in all of the most amazing ways and I love her so much she is really living her most aligned life um if you follow her on Instagram even her stories are just fill my cup up so much because just watching her live her full life and live in her full truth when you're doing that you're filling your cup up every day and even just watching her stories I can tell I can tell from that like she's she's that high vibe guys and I am so excited to share her with you she is one of the first women that I found on Instagram at the start of my journey that was totally inspirational and totally 
there like a hundred percent I would go back and forth with her on DM we would start started to have some phone calls and she's just become a really amazing friend um and I cannot wait to share her with you so without further ado we're gonna get right into this episode I hope you enjoy please let me know and yes here we go ah uh. Well, I don't even know what to say after all of that, because I feel super special. You just uh, spoke. Your words are so beautiful, and you have such a kind soul. So thank you so much for sharing that and really like opening this up to just let me speak to your audience and, and share with them. So um, I guess a little bit about myself. Should I introduce myself? Say all the things? Yes, please go on ahead. Introduce okay. yourself. Give them all the good vibes. Okay. Well, um, a little bit about me. So I'm a registered dietitian by trade and really what started me on that journey, I think we have to rewind to the beginning because I think we all have a story and we all learn through each other's stories. So I was overweight as a kid and I was bullied as a kid and had a lot of belief systems that were in place because of that. And I valued, you know, I put my worth for a long time on how my body looked, how I showed up in rooms, how, who, what people thought of me, what, you know, and it was all external. I wanted this validation for who I was. And so I became a dietitian. If I'm being honest, you know, on an external level, I told people that I wanted to help other people with weight loss because I went through the phase of losing weight by counting calories and exercising and being really strict. And So I was like, well, I want to help other people lose weight and be healthy. When in reality, I became a dietitian because I knew that if I became a dietitian, I would be forced to live a lifestyle that I was now in the front line and people would have to look at me and say like, oh, you're a dietitian. You look healthy. You must be, have a valid, you know, valid things. You must know what you're doing. And so I knew by setting myself up into this path on becoming a dietitian that I would have to actually walk the walk. And on some levels, that was a really, really beautiful thing because it set me up for where I am today. But on other levels, it was really, really hard because I put all of my worth on how I looked. I believe that if I did not stay skinny, if I did not stay fit, if I didn't do all the things, then I was not worthy of teaching as a dietitian. I was not worthy of love. I wasn't worthy of all of these things. And these are things that I've uncovered in recent years. And so fast forward, I'm in the, also I have my dog with me. So if there's some weird noises in the background, she's going to join us on screen right now. <laughs> Emily and I are on Zoom oh. and she's just like sneaking her head in. What's up, Sage? It's all good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Check everything out. Okay. Sidetracked. Um, But so fast forward, I became a dietitian and I was working in clinical, doing all the things, still counting calories, still being really restricted with my eating and and my activity. And then I hit a wall. Like I was four years into a clinical practice and I could not think straight. I was slurring my words during patient appointments. I was in the middle, the phone would ring and I had no idea what we were talking about. I'd come back to the appointment totally lost. I was going to the gym and having to leave because I had such bad gas. I was, I had terrible acne that was like big welts underneath my skin. There was just a lot of things that were showing up health-wise that were telling me something was not working. And and that's when I really started on this. So it's a long journey, but I started on this journey of functional medicine and figuring out like, okay, how does 
you know, food, my thoughts, my lifestyle really impact my health. And it started me on this journey of eating cleaner. And I know Emily's all about this, but eating whole, whole foods, lots of plant-based foods, lots of colors in my diet, lots of healthy fats. And all of a sudden, I started to think a little bit more clearly. And I did other things, like I had to go through a whole gut reset. There was lots of, pro like I, I, I made programs for myself based on the functional medicine seminars I was attending and things started to shift. But it wasn't until I figured out the spiritual side, the spiritual component that my health really took another up level, as I like to say. So it's, you know, I relate everything back to my health because I think at the end of the day, our health expresses our internal state. And so when we're not in balance, when our our mind's not in balance, when we're not feeling connected to the, the world around us, when we're not feeling connected to something bigger than us, oftentimes we're not connected to ourselves either. And so, <laughs> sage, sage agrees. <laughs> I love that. Um, and so when our internal our thoughts, when we're, what we're putting into our body, when what we're consuming for content, when we're consuming for alcohol and all these things that I was putting into my body for negativity and, and my own thoughts, you know, it all manifested into my health. And so along this journey, I, I realized like I have a really unique gift of being able to see this big picture of our nutrition, of our mindset, of our spirituality, of our childhood wounds, you know, like for me, the dealing with the fact that when I was bullied, it, it created all of these beliefs of sins. Once I finally dealt with that and figured all of that out, things really started to shift health-wise. And so I'm really excited for what I do now is helping women fit those pieces of the puzzle together, really step into their authenticity, step into their truth so that they can show up and, and create this ripple of change and, and that is what I think my mission here is to do is to raise the vibration of the collective, whether that's through nutrition, putting the pieces of the puzzle together, helping with spiritual practices. I think that's what I'm here to do. So that's, I guess, a little bit about me or a lot of bit about me. <laughs> no, I loved it. Thank you so, so much for sharing everything. And I, I love your story because it's like, um, it's just so relatable. Like, dietitian and almost like being a dietitian for like you said like that front of putting on the front because look at me you know I, I'm doing this but not necessarily living out that truth of being the dietitian and then like getting all of these signs that something you know is off and then taking the action to dig into that. And I think a lot of the time that's where we get stuck is we don't dig into that. We get stuck when things go wrong. And then that's when things just start to manifest one on top of the other on top of the other until um, we're forced to that point, which um, I, it sounds like, like you were forced to that point. A lot of the times, like all of those things coming up, you know, but I love that now what you're doing, you're teaching women like that you don't have to get to that point. You know, you're fitting the puzzle pieces for them. You don't have to burn out until you feel good. You don't have to get to this point of hating yourself. Like here are the tools Ugh, and it's so beautiful. I love everything you do. Um, so I do have just a few questions because I 
obviously nutrition, like you said, like I'm all big on nutrition and Ayurveda and eating intuitively for your body. And actually this next week, like with my girls in my program I'm doing, I'm going into the chakras. Mm -hmm. And yes, I know that you love like everything chakras, um, everything raising your vibration. And the chakras are seven different energy points throughout your body that you can literally like tap into, tune into, and there's different foods you can eat, different practices like that you can do to raise your vibration in each. So I'm wondering um, if you can kind of give everybody, I guess, more of like the nutritional side of like chakra balancing or like allowing yourself to, you know, balance yourself. Yeah, the chakras. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I just want to say, I love that you brought up the little signs that our body gives us. Cause I think a lot of times we go into this victim mentality. So I will, I just I feel like this needs to come out. <laughs> so a lot of times we go in and I did this. I was like, why is this happening to me? Why is my body like this? Why are other people eating worse than I am and having better like gut health and better mental clarity? And, and when, at the end of the day is take it as a blessing, like take those signs as a blessing that your body is trying to speak to you, that there is something out of balance that your body is trying to tell you. Because had I not had that rock bottom where I was literally like, I remember the moment I was on a call with two other women and it was like my first entrepreneurial opportunity. And I, they asked me a question and I had spaced out for five minutes, having no idea where we are and what we we're talking about. It was the most embarrassing moment in my life. And I knew I needed to change my life. Like it was the moment where I was like, okay, this shit is not working anymore. I need to like either consume more calories, better calories, change my gut health. Like I did all the things and it was like that moment. So when those moments come, when you're like, wow, this really seems off, like don't pull a Shelby and wait until like you're really at rock bottom. Listen to the little things like, like the acne that shows up or the the little bit of mental fog that you're getting, like the little tiny signs that are showing up before it like gets really bad. Um, but when it comes to chakra health, absolutely. Chakra and, and energy and nutrition, it's all so tied together because your body is one big system. I think a lot of times like Western medicine likes to compartmentalize things. Like your gut is separate from your heart and your heart is separate from your brain. And we like mm -hmm. section things off when in reality it's one big system. And so I love this blend of Western and East medicine and I love to think about how we can use some of the western practices with the eastern practices and then what 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 I like to think about so you talked about the seven energy centers um, and we know that they're correlated with different health points in our in our bodies and we know that those health points are all interconnected really and so you know, I could tell you like for your root chakra, which is your base chakra, your grounding chakra, your safety chakra, eating grounding foods like proteins and, you know, red foods like berries, those things are all going to help. And actually it's really intuitive when it comes to eating for your, for your chakra health. Eating the rainbow of fruits and vegetables every single day is going to balance all of your chakras. So don't, and, and yes, you can like kind of like read a list of the chakras and be like, oh, I'm having more a hard time speaking my truth. Maybe I need to eat more of the, actually that's one of the only chakras that doesn't quite correlate like with the food wise. You can, mm -hmm. you can eat. So the throat chakra, if you're not familiar with the colors that go along with each of the chakras, your throat chakra is the chakra that is usually like an indigo color mm -hmm. or like a bluish turquoise indigo 
color-ish. And a lot of times people think, okay, then I'll eat like blueberries. And, and those are actually more for your, your, um, your third eye chakra, the, the berries are. Your throat chakra, because it's correlated with your thyroid health, that's going to be one of the only chakras that's not quite as intuitive. That's going to be more of the um, seaweed, seafood, um, things that are supportive for our thyroid health. So I usually think of that, you know, the, the, the colors that are associated with our house going to be also going to be helpful. But that's one of the only ones that adding in the um, iodine containing foods, Brazil nuts, which are going to be have contained selenium, which is good for the thyroid health. So they're, they're, you know, it's blending that Eastern and Western medicine. It's going to be one of the only chakras that isn't super intuitive, but for the rest of them, just eating the full phytonutrient spectrum, which is the colors of the rainbow, are really going to be supportive for increasing the energy flow throughout each of those chakra centers. And when we think about the phytonutrient spectrum, you actually look at the phytonutrients that are in the foods, so the colors of the foods. We know that blueberries are really good for brain health. Well, when you think about blueberries and you know that they're good for your third eye, the third eye is all, all about insight and seeing things clearly and you know, having this mental picture of what the world looks like, being able to visualize, and that's what correlated with our brain. So when you actually think about the foods and what the phytonutrients are doing, it lines up based on you know Western studies, it lines up with this Eastern philosophy of what the chakras are and how that all ties together. And so I think we try to separate these into like, you know, Western medicine of just science and then Eastern medicine of more like the spiritual and the metaphysical when they actually really tie together in a really beautiful way. So at the end of the day, if you're, if you're trying to balance your chakras, one, if you know which chakras out of balance, you can add more food. So if you know you're having a hard time opening up to relationships, eat more greens, right? That's your heart chakra. Or you're having a hard time with love. That, that would be, you know, adding more green vegetables in or fruits. But if, if you're really just like, I don't know what's out of balance, just eat the rainbow of fruits and vegetables every single day. And that's really going to start to balance and flow and create more of a flow of energy throughout each of those systems. Um, so yeah, long would an answer, but that would be my recommendation. Eat the rainbow of fruits and veggies every day. I love it. I love it because that gets it. I mean, that loops right into kind of really intuitive eating because that's how, I mean, I tell my girls who I'm working with, like, if you want to start like switching like up what you're eating, start to eat the rainbow, like start to eat the things that come from the earth, start to eat the things that are not processed, not in a bag, not in a box. And like, those are the foods like the ones that are untouched that are the ones that are going to start to align you and get you back into like that natural flow of energy within your body. And like, mm -hmm. then once you start to like, then you can start to quiet everything down in your body, like the inflammation, like the acne, like all of the other physical symptoms coming up. So then that you can reach the next energy level, which is your breath. So that when we can start connecting deeper to our breath, we can start connecting to our mind. So that when we connect to our mind, we're connected to our intuition, which is actually that bliss because we're just living in that intuition all of the time, which is just following our heart. So like, nutrition is like the biggest way to start to like get that shit like literally like clear all of the shit mm -hmm. out physically so you can like feel good mentally and like you said like not be on the call and like space out for like two minutes to be like oh sorry can you repeat yourself because I like mm -hmm. totally just had a brain fog moment like what no yeah. that, and well, I think I no go for it 
Oh, and then your ego rears and that's it's funny mm. so it's like trying not to have judgment on all that i was like i'm the dietitian i'm the most fucked up one of everyone <laughs> i was like i hope we can swear on this podcast. uh yes very, uh, very okay <laughs> okay i was like i'm the most messed up one like and i got into all this like ego and judgment and it's like okay no this was given to me so that i can teach other people how to get out of it like and to teach other women how to get out of it and people like who are more sensitive beings who are at a higher vibration their bodies are going to be more sensitive too and so like you said you can't really get to the point where you're tapping into your intuition and your spirituality if you're so bogged down by all the neurotoxins and all the chemicals and all the pesticides and all the processed crap like that is just going to create a fog in itself and so it's eliminating the stuff that's creating the fog and adding the stuff in that's going to help our bodies rid us of the toxic crap and really get us in a high energy high vibration high joyful state yeah yeah do you have any just like suggestions about the like kind of like daily foods that we can add in just like that'll just keep you keep your vibe raised yeah there's some there's some big ones that people tend to be lacking so I guess I can just touch on some of those like magnesium is a big one 99.9% of people are walking around with magnesium inadequacy and it's a really really big one for vibration because it basically impacts every function in your body so every chemical reaction every reaction that's happening inside your body pretty much needs magnesium on some level and so things like pumpkin seeds, I'll add them into smoothies, I'll top salads with them, I, ha- I make like a quinoa fruit nut bowl that I'll put pumpkin seeds in in the morning time. Pumpkin seeds are one of the highest magnesium foods as well as dark chocolate, which I love because mm-hmm. I'm an excuse to add in the dark chocolate. <laughs> um, adding in things like spinach and leafy greens, beans, lentils, um, legumes, adding in bananas, those are, uh, and nuts and seeds. So really those are going to be your main magnesium sources. For a typical person, they would need two cups of spinach, a handful of pumpkins, pumpkin seeds, a half a cup of black beans, and a half a banana to hit their magnesium needs for the day. And so this is why it's so important to eat enough food, right? So a long time I was restricting my calories and counting my calories and being really like diligent about that, but I wasn't really paying attention to the food quality. And then all of a sudden my body started shutting down and was like, what the hell are you actually doing to me? And so why we have to be so intentional about what we're putting in is, is today, especially with our food system being more depleted, of nutrients, we need to consume more or supplement when supplements are needed to actually hit our nutrient needs. So magnesium is a big one. Um, And then I would say adding in greens on a consistent basis, those are going to be really vibrational raising and trying to go for the organics when you can, because what we don't realize is that there's so many pesticides on things. There's so many things we don't... (laughs) Those are my dogs. There's the beagle parade. I, I was just going to ask, can you hear my dog? Right. Yeah, I think like they're just both singing to each other now. So everyone, I hope you're enjoying like your free show. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, this is what happens when you have two puppies in the house. Oh my gosh. Yep. For, we're fur mothers, you know, yeah. they're just doing their yeah. thing. All right. You know what? Okay. I'm on a side tangent because I think this is really fascinating my reiki healer does pet massage on sage which is my dog um and 
she's just been doing it because she needs like to get her certification. So she's using Sage as a test subject and she's telling me about Sage's soul and her past lives and that she's here to help like calm and dissipate really like high energy. Like when it's really like stressful for me, she's here to come and calm and dissipate my energy. And she's a super high vibrational puppy. And I was like, Oh my God, I knew she was my soul puppy. Oh oh my God. (laughs) I (laughs) love that. No, because I totally know that like animals are sent here just like humans, just like everyone else. Like Mm -hmm. we're all here. Everything is energy. Like, and dot like, my dogs, like whatever pet you have, are sent here to like be on this journey with you and to like they're yeah. here to teach you something. And I like so wish that like I could well speak to them, but I know and I think it's I watched like one of your stories, you were like giving like a healing session to Sage. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I like I saw her like I mean I saw like the energy exchange like when you were doing it. Like I mm-hmm. saw it and like her just like totally calm and I know it it's such a beautiful thing I totally I'm totally into that yeah so I thought I would just throw that out there yes (laughs) trying to keep you calm with her singing right now yeah I think that's the other dog that's in the house she's she's like a rescue and she's totally confused about everything and like what manners are still so she's she's figuring it out figuring it out right now (laughs) (laughs) so he isn't quite teaching her yet Uh, side tangent um what was i saying oh foods we can add into our every day um another one that most people really really so leafy greens i would say if you can eat a leafy green salad every day or every other day or add them to your smoothie like a couple handfuls of spinach i love to like load up a smoothie with a ton of really healthy nourishing foods because it's an easy way for me to get in a lot of nutrients um but also omega-3s are one that people really, really lack in. And we don't realize how much we actually need of the omega-3 fatty acids for maintenance of our cell membranes. And so we actually need omega-3 fatty acids every 72 hours because that's how fast our cells turn them over. Wow. And, the, and, and so that omega-3s, for those of you who aren't familiar, are going to be things like salmon, herring, mackerel, um, sardines, walnuts, flax seeds, chia seeds, some in leafy green vegetables. You're going to get some in like grass-fed beef. You're going to get some in organic grass pasture-raised eggs. But that's really it. There's not a ton of sources of these. And the crazy part is that because most people are walking around so stressed out and such a stress bomb, they're not actually converting the plant sources over to the to the active form of omega-3 fatty acids. And so your body can't absorb the plant sources when you're under a stressful state. So most people are really, really putting them in themselves in an inflammatory state because they're just not getting enough. And, and we're consuming so many more of the omega-6 fatty acids, which are going to be like the corn oil, the safflower oil, the soybean mm. oil, um, all of the oils that really aren't supportive for health that are in everything. Like you look at processed food and basically all those oils are in every single process and packaged food we consume as well as even like healthy salad dressings that are advertised as better options of are still containing things like soybean and safflower oil, corn oil, which increases inflammation. And so we need more omega-3s than even what like were recommended because there's such a high frequent, high quantity of the omega-6s, which are the pro-inflammatory fats that increase the, the risk of disease in our body. 
mind blown holy shit that is so crazy like <laughs> like and i mean i had no idea and it's funny because like this past year like getting into the space of intuitive eating i have like i know what my body like like wants to eat and like needs to eat but also like i feel like i am not giving it like everything it needs because i'm like so focused on like oh this feels good in the moment you know this is good right now but like Oh my God. So thank you for sharing because I know magnesium. Is that like if you're magnesium deficient, do you get migraines? Migraines is one of the symptoms, but it could be, there's like a ton of things, even brain fog, low energy. Like there is a ton of symptoms that we don't even correlate with magnesium. Um, I'm trying to think like obviously muscle cramping. So if you're someone who's getting muscle cramping, a lot of times we think about water and potassium, but a lot of people don't think about magnesium because it's not as much talked about and so even those other pieces of of the puzzle looking at all of them yeah wow thank you so much that was so valuable um and then kind of like getting back into that you were talking about calorie counting because shit i was right there with you like restricting like everything and like right and like counting like okay i can have this but i can't have that and i um I'm just curious if your hormones were affected by that because I know for me that, I mean, just intuitively, like looking back, I didn't know in the moment, but like cutting my calories like that and like depriving myself of all of those nutrients and being stressed out as hell, like you said, and not being able to digest all of those things, like I wasn't getting my period like at for like ever and i was i was on birth control for a while so i know that had something to do with it but like still like it took me like a good like 2 years to like get back on to like not even a regular flow just like a bleed like once in a while so i don't know i just really think that everything's connected and like holding withholding nutrients from yourself is withholding nutrients from everything else in your body and so yeah, absolutely. Um, I too had the same thing. Like, I think my whole college career, I got it like, not my whole college. By the end, I was starting to eat a little bit more. But the first three years of college, I think I got my period a couple of times, like a handful of times, which is really crazy to think about. And there's a lot of women who are going through the same thing. They're either over exercising or and under eating or one or the other, right? And so, yeah, our bodies need nutrients to stay in the flow and the creativity. And that energy center needs a lot of really nourishing foods, which tend to be the ones when people are dieting that they cut out is like the grains and the sweet potatoes and more of the carby starchy foods, the orange foods, the fruits like cantaloupes and, and all of these things. So when we think about that sexual reproductive center on like a Eastern medicine side of things, the chakra side of things that also needs a lot of those grounding whole foods that people tend to cut out when they're restricting as well. So yeah, there's a lot that that goes together with that. Yeah. And I just want to speak on that really quick because something that I learned in Ayurveda, which I thought was like so mind blowing, like being told to eat healthy, like growing up and all of the time, all I knew healthy was like, eat as much salad as you can, like drink a smoothie, like put as much like whatever, like fruit in a smoothie as you can. And like, that's what you're eating like all day. And so 
in the Ayurveda side, if your digestive, if your digestion is low, like that fire is low, you're not receiving all of those nutrients, just like you're saying. And so like the raw foods, like the salad and like the colder foods, like the smoothie is actually like hurting your digestion and is actually like creating the imbalance and creating like more inflammation and like constipation and like all of those bad vibes through your body. Um, because like, yeah, the food just isn't right for your system. So it's, it's just really important to understand like what's going on and just getting all back to that basis of the earth diet, feed your body, those phytonutrients, feed your body, the things that are going to raise its vibration. Like literally think of like, don't they have like those like I don't know what they're called, but like cameras where you can take the picture, like the aura cameras. And so if you take a picture of like an apple or like a fruit, like a fresh organic fruit, like the aura of that picture is like radiant. If you take a picture of like a McDonald's, like hamburger or like, you know, like fast food or something like it's actually literally like there's no aura and it's like dark and like gray. And like, so you're literally like putting that into your body. Um, So yeah, I just think that's so awesome how all that connects. Um, it's incredible those pictures I would really highly encourage your listeners to go google them if they haven't seen it there's like a broccoli example that's like conventionally raised broccoli versus organic broccoli and it was like oh like that I get it like you can actually see it because we don't see the pesticides we don't see the chemicals we don't see that but our body feels it and so it's really cool to see those shifts of like when you are eating more clean and organically like how much more clarity there is and how much more of that vibrant energy we do carry right and then speaking on organic because I know that was a big thing I mean shifting into like eating better more healthy like just better for my body um do you have any suggestions um of what we should pick more organic because I know it can be overwhelming and I mean more expensive, especially if you're just starting out. So do you have kind of any suggestions just starting out if you want to eat organic and anything like that? Yeah, there's, there's a resource that I really love. It's, um, are you familiar with the EWG? Oh yes, girl. Love it. So they're clean 15 dirty dozen lists that come out every single year. They tell us which ones are the most toxic of the fruit, fruits and vegetables and those we tend we should really be buying organically whereas the other ones we don't necessarily need to be ideally everything but when you are on a budget when you're lower income or you're just starting out and this just feels like a lot that's a great place to start of like okay I'm gonna buy these oh, 12 vegetables organically and there's I think there was a research study that came out that said we can reduce our toxic load or toxic consumption by like 85% just by buying those 12 vegetables organically and so it's a really really incredible you know just that simple shift like think about how big of a difference that is and then being smart too of like okay can I have a garden can I you know go to somewhere where the the I know the produce is going to be a little bit less expensive or or do I have a neighbor that I can swap veggies and you know with or whatever it is that we can get creative with this as well I love to shop the sales. Like I'm like, okay, what does Sprouts, what does Trader Joe's have going on this week for organic stuff? And then I just get creative with what I'm, you know, cooking based on what is available. So, yes, that's so key because I feel like a lot of people, and even me, sometimes I make it like 
really hard and like mm-hmm. it has to be really like complicated to eat like better and people are like how do you always eat this and like it's actually like you just have to like grab again what's ever on sale like grab a few things and like throw it all on the same thing like add your spices add like your healthy oils and you're good to go mm-hmm. um so it doesn't have to be hard and um, it's like any lifestyle change right mm-hmm. like you think of, you think about like you think about, okay, like going to your first day of school, mm. that seems so terrifying. And then all of a sudden it's just like normal, right? For 12 years of our life, that's normal. But when you're a kindergartner, you're like, holy fuck, my whole life is about to change. I'm leaving my parents. Like we get the same feeling over and over again. We don't realize like it happens over and over. And it's usually once we get the hang of something, once we figure it out, it's simple. It's like reading a book for our first time or like whatever it is, once you're in the habit and you know how to do it, now you tell me like I need to make pasta. I'm like, I actually don't like I <laughs> someone asked me to boil pasta for them one time. I'm like, well, you're gonna have to teach me like <laughs> other things, but I don't know how to make pasta. <laughs> I love it. And so like just like anything else, it's learned. Like you you learn how to go to the drive-thru, you learn how to cook a crappy meal it's just what you know and so we just have to shift what we know so that we can put it into practice oh preach that because that is like like you said anything not just food like stepping into like the shit that you actually want to do because I feel like I mean me and Shelby two completely different women but like a really like similar journeys about stepping into like our authenticity and our truth and like the shit that we actually want to do and like that shit's confronting as fuck. And like, there's so many times and like that you want to stop and you know, you want to just like, nope, I'm good. And sit in that fear. We were just talking about this before we started um, and sit in that fear. But if you sit in that fear, that's where you stay stuck. It's about, you know, trying something out, like trying the new dish out that you, you haven't necessarily cooked before. And yeah, you might, you might be feeling like you're judging yourself for it and it might not look the best or something, but like, you know, girl, it's your first time doing it. Give yourself some grace, give yourself some love, give yourself some understanding. And like that first time is your first time. And the next time is the second time. And you just create that consistency. And like, that's where all of that growth happens. And that's where all of the change happens. And that's where like, no matter where you're starting, like anything is possible. And I don't know where that curtailed from, but you know, that was just downloaded right from there, from our, (laughs) from our conversation. Um, but yeah, I just think that, um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you all about Reiki. We're going to get right into the woo woo because, um, Reiki, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but Reiki, why don't you explain it? Because I can probably butcher it and explain it. I know it's energy healing pretty much. Yeah, I I still butcher it. (laughs) And I've been through the class. (laughs) I'm Reiki practitioner certified and I still butcher the definition because it's such a metaphysical thing. It's hard to put into words, but I'm going to do my best. So essentially, we we all have this like life source energy flowing through us, right? That's what our chakra system is. It's this flow of energy through our bodies. And Reiki from what I really understand of it is helping to bring back into wholeness. What is not our 
true being. So essentially, like if there is fear, if there are beliefs, if there are wounds, if there are imbalances, if there's a, a, a block in the flow of, of the balance and the wholeness of a person, we can use Reiki to bring that back into balance. And, and there's, there's actually different types of Reiki, which I learned when I went to the classes and there's, you know, so there's different concepts and philosophies around it, but really all that it is, is we do have disruptions into our, our energy. We have things that have happened that we're, you know, like I think the victim mentality comes up over and over again, but when we're in victim mentality, when we're, you know, feeling low self-worth, this energy can be rebalanced just by simply having a practitioner lay their hands on you. And so what, what when you go to a Reiki session, essentially what they're doing is they're, they're placing their hands and they're not necessarily on you. You don't have to do the touch practice if that's not something that feels in alignment to you, but they're placing your, their hands on or above certain areas of your body where there may be imbalances and bringing them back into wholeness, essentially. It's the best way I can describe it. Ooh, I love it. I, yeah, it's magical. I've had it done once and I mean, it's an experience. And so Shelby, you've been certified, right? Like you're certified. Yeah, I have Reiki one certified. So I, I have to wait in, in the, the line. So I, I did the original lineage of, of Reiki and there's a whole story behind it. I won't go into it, but the original Reiki lineage, you have to wait six months before you get your second Reiki two certification. So Reiki one is hands-on and self Reiki and sage Reiki, as I like to call it for my pets. <laughs> I practice mostly on my dog. I love it. Um, and then Reiki two certification is where you can do distance healing. And that's eventually I want to bring that into what I do with the practice, you know, working with my clients, but that's really why I started down the Reiki rabbit hole, but it's been really helpful for myself when I'm feeling, I love it because I'm like, holy shit, like this, this is just a lot. I'm feeling a lot and I can place, I can feel the imbalances. And most of us, if we really tap in, can feel where we have imbalances in our body. When we feel anger, it feels, you know, maybe the pit of our stomach, we feel this fire. If we feel anxiety, it's usually in our chest or this tightness or this in our gut, we feel this like tightness squeezing. And so usually we can feel where the, like we're holding on to these energies that really aren't our truth. And we can play like what I do and what I like to do, or you could have a practitioner do is just placing your hands on the places where you feel really out of balance out of alignment. If I'm not having a hard time speaking my truth, I'll feel my throat close up and I'll be like, okay, hands on my throat. I know I need to send Reiki to this area because I'm really, really having a hard time speaking up right now and telling people how I feel and speaking what is my truth. So I love it as, a, as just a self Reiki practice, but yeah, it's, it's been an incredible tool of healing for myself. Yeah. I love that. It's like you, you just said it like a tool of healing. Um, and just like nutrition, I'd like a, another tool of healing. We can heal ourselves through that, just a different modality. And I think that, I mean, before I even got into like all of the spirituality side of everything, and I've even talked to people who are really closed off to Reiki and like, you know, those different modalities of healing yourself, but it is a really beautiful way to just balance out your body and like what's happening and like remove the negative energies and those negative the stagnant stuck things that are inside because that's what's that is essentially what's creating toxicity and the imbalance and like creating the stress the anxiety which leads to the burnout the depression and like 
eventually the illness, the disease. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just, I wanted to bring that up because I know that you have been certified and it's, I just wanted everyone to like know one, what Reiki is and like two, it, it's a, just another perspective and another way to kind of heal like what's going on on the inside, another way to get more in tune with your body. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, thank yeah. you. Absolutely. And I love that because I think, you know, there are so many ways to heal and sometimes I get overwhelmed and like, I need to do this and 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 this. And And for your listeners, like the best healing modalities I've found have not been the ones that I've been like running and pursuing and being like, I need to do this. I need to do this practice. I need to have this coach. I need to hire this mentor. And there are times when I feel like that, where I'm like, okay, something's out of balance. I just need the next way to heal. When the biggest impact that, you know, the things I've had, the biggest impact are the things that just kept kind of like nudging their little head at me and showing up for me. And so with Reiki, like that practice, it showed up. There was three times in a week where one of the girls, I have another friend I do IG or from IG Instagram (laughs) that I do calls with. And she was like, I just had the most incredible Reiki session. And then I went to work and my coworker was like, yeah, I did like this Reiki thing the other week. And then I had another friend I got lunch with and she was telling me about her Reiki experience. So I was like, okay, this is coming up for a reason. And so when we're looking for all, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed by like, oh my gosh, I need to practice Ayurveda. I need to do Reiki. I need to do, you know, the yoga. I need to do all of these different practices. It's just like really listening and letting whatever your, whatever modality that you're meant to heal with show up for you. Cause it will like your, your guides are trying to show you what you need for healing. We just need to actually listen. Mm, and I love that you said that. Cause this is exactly what that podcast is about. Like slow down, take a breath, take a minute for yourself so that you can start to listen to your body. So you can start to understand like what you need and what is going to make you feel good. So you can get out of that space of feeling like shit and you can get back into that space of, um, of bliss, of like your true alignment, of your truth. And the only way that we can do that is to slow down and like listen and look look at those like mini signs. And when we're in this this time of like just going place to place to place and you're thinking about the next thing you have to do, how are you ever going to recognize like the little signs that keep popping up? So yeah, beautiful. Just slow it down so you can really start to understand and listen to what it is like that you need because it's all right there. Like, you know, the answer already. You think you don't know because your mind, that ego is like, yo, no, we're trying to keep you safe, trying to keep you comfortable. But um, no, the answer's in your heart. And we just got to slow back down and tap back into that. Fill up that cup again. I love that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think that's it. The last question I have for you before I let you give everyone like where we can find you, all that good stuff. Um, but my last question I have for you is like, what is your favorite way to fill up your cup? Mm, I love this. Um, I, you know, nutrition a year ago would have been my answer of like really just getting back on track and filling my body with whole nourishing foods. And while that's still one of my favorite ways to fill my cup, um, really getting out into nature, I would say, and spending some time with sage, just like on a hike, like that is something I can go out on a hike. I live in Colorado, so I'm about an hour from some really, really beautiful hikes. And 
if I just get out in nature and spend some time there, I feel like I can go in with my monkey mind and come out feeling like a totally different person. So that is my absolute favorite way. I need to get into the mountains like once a week for me to feel just like uh, at peace and really in flow in the work that I do. And yeah, so that's, that's, that's my favorite. I love that because every time you post on your story, like you're up there, you're like on a trail run or you're like just showing us what you're doing. I feel at peace. So please keep doing that. Fill up your cup because I feel so good just watching you do it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So let's tell everybody like where they can find you, where they can like learn more about you because you guys, Shelby is magic. You have to go find out more. Oh, well, thank you for that. You made me feel so special today. But um, (laughs) where you can find me, I love to hang on on Instagram, you guys. I'm obsessed with Instagram. So (laughs) you can follow me at shelby.set.free. That's my main Instagram account. I have a few separate ones if you're more interested in. You can find everything from there, though. I have like a nutrition and a podcast one as well. But we'll link everything too. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, Ascension meals would be the more nutrition stuff, more the holistic health stuff. If you want to learn more about that, you can definitely find me there as well. And then, yeah. So I would just say everything from Instagram. I do have a chakra guide. If your listeners are interested in that, I'd be happy to, to share that with all of them. Um, just giving you all the nutrition, all the practices that you can implement to help rebalance those chakras back out. Yes, absolutely. I will link everything in the show notes. So y'all go down there, check it all out. And just thank you so, so much, Shelby, for joining us today, for being on here, for spreading your light and your magic. And yes. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning into today's episode of the Fill Your Cup podcast. I am so grateful and so appreciative for all your love, for all your support. If you resonated with anything in this episode, if you feel all of the good vibes, if you feel feel like your cup is filled back up, please share, take a screenshot of the episode, post it on your Instagram stories, tag me at moving and grooving. Let me know what you think. Leave a rating, leave a review. That is going to help get the show into as many ears as possible, as many ears that need this show. So I appreciate it. Have a great day. Keep spreading your love, keep spreading your light, and keep filling up that cup.